0: Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead.
1: Hello, we're back for the next edition of the CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast with me again, Stuart Haslam, Head of Communications for the International Private Bank. And I'm very pleased to welcome Dirk Stefan, our Global Investment Strategist in Frankfurt. How are you doing, Dirk? Good. Thank you for having me. Great to have you on the show, and thanks again to all of our listeners for dialing in on this Monday. Dirk, we have so much to talk about here. In fact, I'm not really sure where to start. We're recording on a Friday, and the US labour market numbers, the jobs uh, have come out. Um, US economy, I can see, is added of 339,000 jobs in May, defying expectations of a slowdown. So I think before we go any further, let's start there. How do you read this figure? Have you gone deeper into the numbers, and what do you expect the markets will do to react
2: yeah we got a bit of everything for everybody so the payrolls were really great so it's it's more or less really the average of job creation we saw the last 12 months it was the 29th straight month of positive job growth can you believe it and um we don't really see uh, many signs of uh, weakness here on that one uh, so that that's good news for, for everybody who is afraid of a recession or anything like that. Then, unfortunately, at the same time, the household survey, you know, labor market statistics are very messy, as you probably know and aware of. So they're actually showing uh, quite the opposite. So here we saw uh, less jobs and actually a rise in the unemployment rate. So that's a uh, rise in the unemployment rate then is something for the bears, who say well it has always been like that you know um, uh, unemployment rate going going up so recession is is um, imminent so I don't know it's it's a I would probably as I'm a bull I would focus on on the payroll
1: number really if you ask yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, we, as you know, we like to keep it positive, Dirk, on on this podcast. So let's see what markets do to react. But speaking of positivity, actually, um, let's talk about that other one. That well, I was, last week I was speaking to your boss, Christian Nolting, the chief investment officer himself, and we were very firmly focused on whether or not a U.S. debt ceiling deal would get done. Here we are a week later, and it has been done, and I think that's calmed a lot of nerves in the markets. But how do you read the action this week? Um, And, you know, again, it's an expectations question, isn't it, for uh, the weeks ahead now that these two, and, and particularly this key debt ceiling agreement is behind us?
2: Yeah, what, what hasn't been like 70-plus uh, times uh, the debt ceiling has been raised since 1960, right? So it's pretty much... Um, I don't know, an integral part of U.S. politics, unfortunately. Uh, There's uh, some disciplinary, um, I I would say, mechanism in that. So people really have, politicians really have to sit down and, you know, negotiate and think about the budget and so on. So that's probably a good thing. But all the the political drama around it, um, I don't know if it's really necessary. But that's set aside, it's, I think, a very good sign that it's still possible to actually get to a compromise in, in the United States also because we're probably already gearing up for the um, election campaign. So um, that's that's good. And it's also stabilizing markets to some extent. What we think is much more interesting is uh, what comes thereafter. And by uh, by most estimates, we're talking about, about 1 trillion U.S. dollars. Can you believe it? 1 trillion U.S. dollars of uh, net new issuance, um, mostly treasury bills, over the next three months. So um, if you want to put that into perspective, uh, that's five times more than the annual average uh, pre-COVID, where we had like $200 billion, uh, per year. So that's something uh, the bond markets have to digest, and that will probably lead to, to, to very Uh, pronounced flows um, towards money markets funds out of money market funds deposits and uh, also then of course uh, bills have to be seen as a competitor you know for other liquid and short-term asset classes so that will probably keep us busy um, over the next few months
1: yeah well let's watch that one with interest you know speaking of being busy actually Dirk I know you and your CIOs have been busy, haven't you? You've just recently finished your CIO day. And for our listeners that aren't so familiar with what that means, uh, it's where every chief investment officer from the different regions across well, across the world, isn't it? That's where we operate as Deutsche Bank's private bank, get together and look at the themes that are going to be interesting, that are going to move markets in the next quarter. You've just finished that. And I'd love to get your insights on what we can expect and whether or not in particular, any forecasts have changed, Dirk.
2: Yes. So I don't know where I get the energy from uh, for this podcast, because it has been a six hour meeting and four weeks of preparation, actually. So wow. being a little exhausted here um, and lots of things to cover, of course. And um, the main I think the main takeaway from from our CEO day was really that we call for uh, something we, we like to call higher for longer. So we think central banks, um, so I'm talking here um, about the U.S. and the ECB specifically, but also other central banks, uh, need to be restrictive for quite some time. Um, We don't think that the inflation problem will be solved uh, very near term. So yes, we, we see good progress, of course, if you look at the headline figures. But to bring core inflation down to acceptable levels will take some time. And uh, that's why we think that, for instance, uh, the Fed might might deliver one more hike, actually, uh, and then pause and uh, potentially uh, further down the road, we will see a couple of cuts in 12 months time. But um, so that would still mean very high short term rates. And uh, it's probably even more true for the ECB, where we don't see signs of you know, anything near uh, the possibility of a cut. So here we think we will reach uh, 4% um, on, on the main uh, rate. So that's, that also is then leading for, uh, to, to, in our view, um, higher for longer yields, uh, longer term. Uh, if you go look at treasury yields, we think that yields will be uh, slightly above 4% in 12 months time. And um, But still, I think bonds are a very interesting asset class, and that's why we would like to call it, for, for that asset class, carry on. So we like the interest that's being paid. Uh, we wouldn't bet too much on, on price appreciations uh, in the bond world, but uh, I think the coupons are, are quite attractive um, compared at least to the last 10 years, really.
1: Yeah, thanks for that, Dirk. Look, last question, and again, it's on themes. I'm sure you discussed this on your CIO day, um, because we picked it up actually a couple of weeks ago when we last spoke on this podcast. We were talking about Japan and some outperformance in the markets there. I'd love to just get your quick view, if if you wouldn't mind, as we finish off on a pan Asia theme. How are you looking at emerging markets, and particularly you know that region in the uh, in the next quarters? yeah
2: i mean japan happens to be one one of the most mature and established developed markets uh, uh, being uh, you know located in asia next to the most interesting uh, probably emerging markets at least uh, for um, you know currently uh, and uh, we think that this broader uh, china theme where um, the macro situation looks looks good i mean we had some deceleration uh, more more recently but uh, we still call for six percent growth in china and we think um, that it's not only China that's interesting market-wise, but also the neighboring countries. And Japan has clearly um, uh, um, a story of its own, you know, with uh, strong domestic economy, inflation. Can you believe it? And and also um, very interesting companies, of course, that serve global markets, but also the the domestic. Uh, economy economy to some extent so um, we we think china is still very interesting um, as an investment proposition it's very cheap you know it's a valuation story Um, and japan had has actually different drivers as well uh, in terms of corporate governance reform and so on return on equity um potential and and things like that so um, it's just sort of uh, comp- uh, rounding rounding out um, our exposure in Asia, because we think um, that the macro story is firmly in place. And um, market-wise, you have so many different alternatives to invest in that it's just a, a region you can't ignore these days.
1: Yeah, great. Thanks so much, Dirk, for laying that out to us. It sounds, uh, well, fascinating to be in that room with your CIOs and, uh, well, albeit tiring, as you said, six hours and all the preparation is a long meeting, but some great themes and looking forward to reading further reports over the coming days and uh, weeks off the back of that meeting. But for now, uh, we'll tie this out for this week. This has been your CIO Weekly Investment Outlook with Dirk Steffen, our global investment strategist from Frankfurt and myself, Stuart Haslam here in London. Have an excellent week and bye for now.
0: In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models, which may prove to be incorrect. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority, and by Germany's Central Bank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor, which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSC and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2023, Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.